a world premiere event for Outsiders. How many people want to rumble in the jungle? Three guys on this team that got it. Welcome all to episode 18 of the Win and End podcast. I am your host, Eric Darnheim. I am with my usual guests here today, Mr. Gabe Holmstein and Jonathan Wyatt. And today, we are going to be talking about the new BNR uh, announcement, the ProQuest metagame uh, that we've seen so far. Indianapolis is right around the corner, so we'll talk a little bit about that, and then we might get into a few other things. But those are the big three topics today. Let's get started. Gabe, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. You know, beautiful day, nice and cold, staying in the house, playing games, so I can't complain. Yeah. How about you, Jonathan? Yeah, it's starting to get cold around Texas, or at least it's planning to, so I'm looking forward to to staying indoors. Well, after this, I'm going to be outside grilling hamburgers because it is never cold out here in the desert. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's that's what we got going. But you know what? That sounds so good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm looking at our attires, and so for those Spotify listeners, we're all very casually uh wearing like you know t-shirts and sweaters and like sweatshirts and i think that goes pretty well with kind of how it's been the pro quest season is officially over today is the last day none of mm-hmm. us are playing in a pro quest today that's also why it's been a little longer since we've gotten this last podcast out we've all been we're on the pro quest grind playing pro quest every weekend we usually record on sunday so it's a little tough so sorry about that guys but it's over now, and now there's another bit of a lull um, until the new set Outsiders comes out. And we got another week to grind, and then... Well, we'll so that is a good point. Don't forget. That is a very good point. <laughs> Me and Gabe and a few other teammates, we are going to be in the, the Calling Indianapolis. Uh, we are going to all be participating in that calling and hoping to take home some go full legendaries get from the top eight. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, so yeah, our, our time is, you know, we might be dressing a little casual Sunday, but we are definitely still on that grind until next weekend for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to discover what the meta is now based off of what's happened recently. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> oh, it's God. never a dull calling I'm going to, I swear. Like every calling has some BNR announcement right before so let's just get into that one. So the most recent banned and suspended list, the big hits are Belittle and Winter's Well, as well as Amulet of Ice and Hypothermia. All these cards are either banned or suspended until Icelander LLs, but they're gone. They're out of the meta for the foreseeable future. Um, there is, you know, Sneep has made a video on, uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm in that video with talking about the tier list and whatnot, and everyone and their mother has made a video as well, and I gotta say, I think, including myself, there were so many overreactions in the beginning, <laughs> um, but now things are kind of calmed down and emotions are kind of, you know, settled. Uh, hmm. what, what do we think? What do we think about these new bannings? Um, so I think some of them really hit the mark, but, uh, I do think that there are some that, that miss the mark, uh, especially towards Oldham and Icelander particularly, but, uh, overall, I, I think that this, this ban restriction announcement's, uh, pretty good, so. Okay, okay. So yeah. you're, yeah, I go ahead, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, no, you got Jonathan. That's well, oh, just... well, 
One of the things that I think um, was kind of underplayed um, since, you know, we, we kind of introduced the idea of some of them being overplayed, but uh, I think some of the underplayed uh, ban restriction was towards the belittle side. Um, and one of my, yeah, one of the reasons I think that that one was uh, kind of interesting was just because um, I don't think people really understand the power of belittle in Phi, because realistically, whenever you had the belittle or artifor on turn one, you would arsenal that. And since right. you had Blossom of Spring, you would pop that, get your free belittle, so you could have a full red hand, or you could have that red hand with um, with true. your Ardor, right? So you get everything for free at that point, which would allow you to have a, a second turn, like, kill swing, right? Which sped up the game incredibly quick. Mm -hmm. So I, I think people were kind of underestimating the power of Blossom of Spring belittle and what you could do with that combo in five in particular. So um, I do think kind of getting rid of that combo or not giving people access to it, especially when they got rid of all these um, hyper fatigue kind of cards um, from uh, from other uh, classes. I think that that kind of that kind of helps nip that in the butt a little bit, which I think allows for a little bit longer gameplay, which is something mm -hmm. that that I prefer a little like rather than getting killed on turn two. I don't know how y'all feel about that. But, yeah, if, it yeah. does feel like Fi is going more. It definitely slows down a little bit. It doesn't get to go as wide on certain turns. Um, because Fi does need a blue to be effective on his turn. He needs one blue. And Belittle was at access to blue. Um, so that's no longer the case. Uh, so I do think Fi does slow down a little bit. But a lot of people are saying, you know, Fi is still good. Fi, nothing has changed. And I'm not too sure about that. I personally think Fi... Is it going to be S tier? Is it going to be on top of the world anymore with Icelander? I think Fi is going to settle down with every other aggro hero. Yeah, I still think he can like swing together some really interesting turns on Fi, but I think for the most part, like that will really hurt like people that aren't ready for uh, facing Fi already. So I don't know. I, I feel like um, if you if you have a high skill level, um, I don't think Fi would be the the aggro hero to move towards. Um, for this upcoming season, because uh, I think the winner was Briar. So I, I think so too. What's your what's your takes, Gabe? Yeah, um, kind of the same idea. I was kind of stoked that Fi got that little bit of a nerf because you know, like you're saying, OTK basically. But he just they can ranch you real quick. Um, <laughs> I was really grateful that Hypoth uh, I think Hyperthermia was a good one to get rid of for certain. Um, Witch's Whale was definitely a little extreme. Um, just from everything that you said. But I think Icelander definitely did something to calm it down because I don't know. I felt like every matchup going into that was not a rough matchup, but as Icelander, you feel pretty favored going into most decks, especially with it being yeah, no, definitely. A, I could be biased though. As a Briar player, I'm not. I I'm not satisfied with these this right? Icelander uh, moves. So <laughs> not not satisfied. All right, I feel fine. I mean, I'm happy to hear that. I like Amulet of Ice as a card. I think it yeah. has an interesting. Oh, I think it has an interesting like payoff. Banned, or do you think it's fine? I I wish that it was still in the meta. I think okay. that the card that should be banned okay. is Insidious Chill. Okay. Okay. Because I think yeah, it has okay. a more persistent discard effect that can be played out multiple times during a turn, especially if you're playing against Lexi, mm -hmm. right? Which isn't fun to be as the aggro player and actually over punishing. Mm -hmm. I think. And then uh, similarly with Icelander, it because it's so persistent. It allows them to to essentially keep turns up where um, 
they're not really doing a lot, but they shut you down for so long that you just can't do anything back, right? And right. I, I do I, think Insidious Chill is needed for Icelander just to be able to have a chance versus aggro because they do need to have that pivot. Um, I'm okay with Amulet. I do like Amulet Ice as well. And oftentimes when these bans happen, I think, oh, cool, this hero's not going to play anymore. But then I think, oh, dang, you know, this hero just lost it. So, like, Lexi just mm-hmm. lost Ice or, you know, that card. And it's like, Damn, yeah, Lexi would have, you know, wasn't punishing the format. I kind of wish she still had it. Um, but, right. yeah, it's just one of those things where you, know, you get collateral damage. Um, but I, 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 myself, I tend to personally agree with the uh, Amulet Advice over Insidious Chill. Um, and to your point, Gabe, with hypothermia, I actually 100% agree with you there. I, For the most part, um, I, I really liked what LSS did with Icelander. I do think Icelander was one of those decks that a good Icelander player could beat any matchup. And where that, mm-hmm. you know, that's awesome, that's cool, but it's like, you know, I think there should be some, you know, rock, paper, scissor type going on here where you you Love don't that. just win every matchup. Um, and I, that, you know, that rewards skills for sure, but, you know, this still allows for a skill to happen. Icelander is no way dead here. Um, and so taking out hypothermia just takes out your like guaranteed wins against some of the decks like Briar and even Dash that really uh, relies on that go again. Um, mm-hmm. And so it just allows those play or those heroes to have a better chance. That's all. Icelander is still going to be very good. Icelander will still be present in the meta. It's just going to take oh, more no, skill, no. which already took a lot of skill to play Icelander. It's going to take more to be able to pilot against the more mm-hmm. aggro decks. Yeah, and, and to your point, I do think that Hypothermia is probably the best ban because I feel like it's actually opened up more arguments for players to right. to say to pick their hero, right? Um, you know, I I haven't heard Abyssorai speak until after Hypothermia was banned, That's and true. now it's like it completely makes sense, right? So it's yeah. like, you know, people are already ready for for bringing in their heroes that they've kind of just been sitting on because of this. So um, I think it really has allowed for a lot of opportunity, and I think Hypothermia is just probably one of the better bands, right? Um, mm-hmm. It was it was too free because it was free, <laughs> right? <laughs> so um, yeah, and it, it provided a lot of agency um, for Icelander, uh, probably a little too much agency, but um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it yeah it definitely was made for her. Um, it was used also by all other Ice heroes, uh, but definitely. Uh, most effectively with Icelander. Uh, let's get into the final ban, which is Winter as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this one this one affects my guy. Um, but <laughs> um, the more I looked at it, there's still... Olim is still very much going to be in the meta. He shouldn't have been at C tier, which I put him at. So if you want to see me make <laughs> that mistake, go watch that video. But... Um, <laughs> I think he's actually still very much A tier, maybe even S tier. And here's the reason why. I know I'm an old fan, so take everything I, uh, you know, say with a grain of salt. But um, when you were playing aggro Oldham, a bad turn was a turn that you were swinging with the Winter's Well. Um, that was a, just a bad turn. Now, luckily, Winter's Well was a good weapon that even your bad turn was a decent turn because at least you're giving them a or you're threatening a frostbite. Mm-hmm. But Oldham really didn't want to swing that hammer to begin with. So when you're saying missing the mark, I do think that banning the hammer did kind of miss the mark 
because it, I don't think the hammer was the problem with old him. Uh, Ultimate is just has great value cards with his innate ability to be defensive at any moment to disrupt. And so I think an aggro Oldham build is still going to be prevalent. And I think now we're seeing a fatigue Oldham build that's still going to be prevalent as well. It's just a matter of you might see different blues so that time piss always comes in for four. But now you're just making Oldham just to have a, a lesser weapon that just doesn't drive a frostbite, but could still come in with the same damage. It's it's going to take a bit of a drop. He's going to take a little bit of a drop, but not by that much, honestly. Yeah, and I, I personally feel like Holton is still going to be one of the best decks, and I think he's actually going to be quite represented um, at the top eight still mm-hmm. um, coming into coming into these future events. Um, I do think that you probably had a couple people drop off because um, they're playing a... Uh, a play style where you probably have to think a little bit more, have a game plan ready, um, mm-hmm. right? And it, it's just not as enticing to play fatigue in this game for some people. Right. Um, however, I do believe it is a valid play style, and uh, I think given that the meta change that happened, I think it's probably one of the most valid play styles to play right now. So yeah, yeah, I, I know um, you know just that a lot of people don't like playing against fatigue. Um, I don't. Myself, I don't quite understand it. It allows you to play your whole deck. You know, you get to see your whole deck. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and look, like, as fatigue is, like, coming back in the meta, you have all these conversations coming back up about, uh, you know, the people that don't like it. And now you're starting to hear more conversations about a time clock being implemented. And uh, yeah. oh, man. Yes, I, I'm not sure if that's kind of the arguments that we should be bringing forward now. Um, however... Uh, I do think that Oldham will probably be one of the more prevalent heroes. And uh, to my surprise, um, after an initial look, I do think that he probably may be one of the best heroes. So. Yeah, yeah. I think, especially after this ProQuest season, he, he is one of the most winning heroes from this ProQuest season. And mm-hmm. um, he's he's racking up points you know, here and there, here and there. I think after this ProQuest season, he's going to get to a point where all he needs to do is win a pro tour or worlds or a few callings and then no more old them goodbye old them you know i think he's getting there mm-hmm. oh man that's kind of weird to say because yeah. like yeah. i remember when he first came out like it was just the biggest joke that like old him would just he would go to time right and that mm-hmm. it'd always be a drop and like that was just such a joke but now he's he's really inching up there i mean didn't he just in like the first two weeks he got like 150 points or something like that yeah, oh, yeah, he's yeah. killing it right now. Like, basically, if you wanted to win your pro quest, um, if you would have old him, you had a very good chance to do so. Mm. So, yeah, yeah he, he's been racking up points. Um, yeah, so, okay, so that's that's the bannings. Uh, you know, I think that's it's going to be cool to see what comes out of uh, the calling Indianapolis. That'll be the first big tournament mm-hmm. that we see these bannings are in place. So we'll see some different heroes, I'm sure. You know, uh, we were mentioning Briar earlier. Briar gets a resurgence. I, you know, she doesn't lose anything. In fact, she just gains better matchups. Dance. Um, you know, I could see Dash doing it as well. You know, it'd be interesting to see what new heroes come out of the calling in the top eight of Indianapolis. Yeah, it is interesting that like Dash was one of those heroes that didn't really get a lot until Dynasty, and then you started seeing 
more play card. because of the yeah, an obby blaster and then the uh, pulse wave harpoon mainly, right? Yeah, right. That was the the main thing that brought her into to prevalence. And now with with hypothermia gone, you know, more people are talking about her. And then also just with ultimate fatigue being prevalent, I think um, she has an opportunity there. So really interested to see how many dashes come out. And what uh, We might even see a new build of Dash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's there's <laughs> always true. a new build going around. That, that yeah, the Mechanologist cult. They're, Dude, they're, they're quite all, creative. They're You yeah. know what? For they're being steampunky, they're very innovative, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they do figure yeah. out ways to make a new deck out of just the same old cards. Yeah, I think as far as like um, an innovative community, I think Dash has probably been the most surprising for me. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I think that's really just on the back of Cleric Dash. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, you gotta love that one. Um, all right, Your well, deck. <laughs> so speaking of Dash, let's get into the ProQuest season on in what meta uh, shaped or like what meta that we saw that will help shape going into Indianapolis, but also going into Outsiders. You know, what are the big big number big heroes? And, you know, we talked about Oldham. Oldham's most winning. That's the first one. Icelander, you know, Icelander was was good at Worlds, you know, good before Dynasty, good now, right? I mean, Icelander still holds. Probably has a bit of a drop, but still a hold. Fi, again, big one. These are the three usual suspects, right? These are what we expect to see. Now, coming in at fourth, we got Dash, which is what we just talked about, the new one. Pulse Wave Harpoon, literally the only card really added. You know, there's BIOS update too, and, and like you're saying, Hanabi Blaster. There's a, a new like style using that. So there is a few different dash decks, but most of the most like biggest card to promote dash is Pulse Wave Harpoon for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then finally, do you guys want to take a guess on what has been the like the fifth biggest hero to to really put up results? I want to say it's my girl, oh, Briar. Yeah. But I, mean, I want to say that, but he might—he's—he's leading into it. Yeah, he's, he's something crazy. He's, he's, I'm going Reinar. Reinar, hands down, leading me into the trap. Now it's interesting you, you mentioned Reinar. Reinar actually has been very successful this ProQuest season. I think surprised to many how successful he's been. <laughs> uh, and that might be the incursion of Oldham and Isanders, which might have put him in a good spot. Um, but. Uh, according to the results for the ProQuest season winners, it would not be Reinar. Or it could be Reinar, I guess. It, it, it's tied with Reinar, I suppose. So I guess, yeah, you're, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Reinar is. Let's go. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. And, and Reinar might just be kind of an interesting pickup for people um, with the, the meta change as well. So That's um, true. That is I am kind of curious how many people want to rumble in the jungle. You know, you know your, your <laughs> biggest fear was Phi, um, and that's that's kind of simmered down. So, you know, you still expect the old, still expect the ice centers. Just the only problem is, is that uh, now, now Briar's coming out of the woodworks, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's classic bad matchup. Yeah. So, um, but at the same time, I think that Reinar has, like, a really interesting value deck type playing style where you can you can block and play a little bit more mid-range or you could just go hard aggro and with the blood rush bellow turns you can get some really epic things together so yeah i'm kind of interested to see how many people try to pick up reinar and uh you know show their dominance through through that play i mean i think the last 
calling we had no no i think they were battle parts yeah so i think the last con we had here in the states was at worlds and we had a writer winner so um the writers are, are out there for sure and one surprise me if we see one in top eight for indy um i think that could be a pretty He's big so cool. pretty big hero to play for sure uh he lost nothing he so <laughs> i mean if anything his matchup just got Classic. better so yeah we'll see we'll see yeah, and this is the time to experiment. So this is well, mm-hmm. me and Gabe have about a week <laughs> to, to figure it out. But too yeah. easy, dude. Too easy. Uh, Hopefully, other, you make the right medical, right? Yeah, that's that's the big thing. So the other hero that's tied with Reinar. So Reinar, you could say Reinar's fifth, tied for fifth, uh, is Dromai. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, I know, that. right? That's another surprise. So. Um, you got a tie for the top five, you know, Reiner and Dromai, but these are heroes that are traditionally looked at as like, you know, underdogs that are seeing some results. So mm-hmm. very happy to see the meta be as diverse as it is. Oh yeah. And with these new banners, it should like... get more diverse. I'm, I'm actually pretty stoked for that. Yeah. And I think with like the, the relevance of like a more red line Dromai that, that, just hits for the zero for fours and and goes at it. Like I think that that's like been really powerful. Just seeing it at the ProQuest, I've been really enjoying that. Um, seeing some really good players uh, pick that up. So we'll see. Glad we'll to see, see that Red Hot come back. Like ah uh, yes, yeah, so, Ooh, yeah. that's hot. Yeah, <laughs> like that, that's that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Um, and I I like that game style too. They're running like three remembrances. It's just like. To get back like your like red hot targets, it's just it's pretty cool. I I, I respect it. Um, and I want to mention this. I'll do a little honorable mention because one of our teammates, uh, Adam, was trying to get the first points on the board for Arachne, but Arachne got points on the board this ProQuest season. <laughs> Sorry, he got two. Arachne has two wins. The same person back to back. Good, good on him. I don't. Don't oh, down his name. I have to look that up. Um, we can have it linked. Yeah, yeah, let's we'll let's do that because yeah, like, hey, that's solid. Do the champion. Um, but yeah, you know, Arachne, which everyone put in S or S tier, F tier. Um, you know, he he got himself some points before Azalea. Ouch! <laughs> oh, yeah. Powerful, yeah. bro. He's gonna win, Andy, bro. He's gonna win, Andy. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, it, I don't think we're going to see Arachne in Indy, but I guess his matchups maybe got better. I'm not sure what the hell to think about Arachne. I'm not sure how to play that deck at all. Oh, God. Block, block, attack. Block, 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 I block guess. attack. I don't know. I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, God. No. We'll have to wait till Outsiders to really see that. Yeah, I imagine Usuri is just going to take take it by storm the assassin mm-hmm. class and everyone's going to be on Uzuri. Um, because I don't know. I've already committed. So I, I just yeah. think I'm most times when LSS prints like a draftable set, like all the heroes are playable almost immediately. Mm-hmm. And like, that's good. That's like credit. Like you yeah. want all heroes to be playable. Um, I, I can't think until like Levia with a hero wasn't playable from the get go. Yeah. Almost definitely. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. Well, I'm stoked. <laughs> yeah, yeah stoked. for sure. Stoked. I'm extremely excited for Riptide. I think, yeah, like, that's the thing. Ooh. It's like, <laughs> like, I don't know what to think, right? Because, like, 
LSS, they they really don't miss very often, right? And, and when they do, it's like it's barely off the mark. It's it's just right there. So like, I I think that they they have a really good approach to the game. And like as far as everything goes, like I think the three new heroes are going to be really exciting to play. I myself am leaning towards Riptide just because I I Let's think get that this time. Yeah, right. I want traps that hook them both. That hit you, right? Yeah. I, I want stuff that you know, that bites back a little bit. So I think that's kind of interesting. I, I am a little concerned because Uziri's also, like, really cool. She looks so it's dope, like dude. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, I don't know, I got two heroes that I, like, <laughs> I really want to aim towards. But, like, I, I really hope that Uziri doesn't take any points away from Riptide. For, for me, right? Because, right, like, right. I, I really want Riptide to be successful, and I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be taken away from that, right? So... I think most Ranger mains will agree that Lexi is the top Ranger. Um, <laughs> you know, her bow, just being able to attack twice on arrows, like, it's just, it's great. Hair color. Yeah. Oh, also, Lexi looks cool. Lexi looks dope. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. so cool. <laughs> um, now, it's, I think it is time. You know, there's a lot of Azalea lovers out there. You know, a lot of people that have held on to her. Um, you know, so much to the point that when we saw Levi Roch the other time, uh, get top eight mm-hmm. with her, you know, we were all stoked because like, okay, it's Azalea this time. So if not Azalea, then I do hope it's Riptide. There needs to be a shift. There needs to be a, a new best ranger. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, man, after all the talk of like Azalea, like possibly coming back and like, you know, being able to get some points on the board. I just think it'd be hilarious if she doesn't get anything. <laughs> it's like it's just up to the other rangers still, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I like that. Riptide has to has to carry, uh, but that oh, boy yeah. can carry. You know, he he's a he's a big boy. He can do it. Oh yeah, I love that. I love yeah, that. I do too. The whole like bow fishing thing is just so cool. the The only thing is that it's like maybe like him being like a swamp like creature as an adult. Uh, you know, yeah, that's neither here nor there. The, that's going to go to the lore. There's some lore about the diseases affecting the pit. So I'm sure oh. we're going we're gonna to get on more about that. So Yeah, I was just curious along the art just because it felt like such a drastic change. It, like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but like it, that still doesn't stop me from, from liking the hero and like the mechanics that, you know, he possibly has to offer. So like I think, yeah, I don't know, Riptide just looks badass. <laughs> yeah, he does. He looks real cool. I'm also, you know, I'm excited for Katsu. Uh, he's been a hero in the dark. Uh, they, you know, they brought in some, you know, these tiger claw or the, the you know, crouching tigers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think, I actually faced the Katsu in my top eight, but we haven't seen Katsu have, uh, I don't think, any success to win a pro quest. Um, yeah, l- last week we actually had a Katsu that hit the top eight too, and I thought that was kind of uh, that was kind of interesting to see as well because it's like, yeah, we haven't really seen Katsu's hit. We haven't, like so uh, I think I'm excited for that. Just that Katsu gets a resurgence, you know. Let let Fi yeah. come down from the, the being a top ninja. Let's put Katsu back. Let's Katsu's just sick looking, man. Here. Yeah, and kind of speaking to, to Katsu and, you know, kind of Benji here in a way, too, just because those two heroes are going to be uh, brought back for Outsiders. Right. Like, LSS announced with the product release that they're going to have six Bloodstacks 
right? Yeah. With yeah. with Katsu and Benji being included to those. So I'm kind of interested in seeing like what LSS does for those split stacks. Because like combo lines they'll put in Katsu. Yeah, like are are we gonna introduce new cards or or what, right? Because like um if they if they do like the crouching tiger thing in these split sticks. It kind of feel like that might be coming, at least for Vinji. Oh, that's that's wild, right? Yeah, so yeah. really interested to see what's gonna happen there. So like there are a lot of exciting products down the line, and I believe there was uh a history pack two blitz sticks as well. Yeah, let's yeah, get Star into History, History Pack, Pack because that just got announced and it's coming out the end of February or pretty much towards it. Um, it's again going to be you know available in all different languages uh, for like Black Border, but big differences. Um, no Marvels this time, which Jonathan, I know that, that makes you happy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know who I am, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it looks looks to have uh, three fables, uh, you know, fourteen legendary. So it's a uh, we we don't quite know what is going to be the fables or anything quite yet. Oh, or do um, we? not to interrupt you. We, we oh, okay. Do, what uh, is it? Um, they're in they're in the product sheet area. Oh, do we actually? It's going to be the heart of it's in the heart of Grand Art Library, and then. I'm imagining it was Corsham, but I can go double check. No, that's awesome. That's um, I, I'm looking for that right now because I want to pull it up. I do we know what the legendaries are? Remember that TikTok. We do not oh, know those. Dang. Okay, I see the pro sheet the Yeah, yeah, you should see the three different yeah. ones. Yeah. Oh, we know. We might know a new horizon. We, we do know new horizons going to be. Yeah. So it looks like the like like Gabe said here the the two landmarks and the uh, the grandeur of Valahai. Which is kind of disappointing. Let's be honest. We all wanted the heart of Vandal right mm-hmm. there. Yeah, <laughs> right? it's like the number one. Like these gems have just skyrocketed, and um, they they do kind of need of a reprint. I mean, it makes sense that they're doing these ones since last time. They well, did you know what? Actually, gems, I I wonder. So every time they're supposed to like you know like these aren't going to be cold foils, right? These are going to be non foils. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is no rainbow foil, uh, grandeur of Valahai. It's only in cold foil. Yeah. Cause like they were always saying that unlimited Everfest was coming. Yeah. And it never came. So technically the, the gym could be rainbow foil. Might be the, literally the only rainbow foil in the damn set. Um, right. So let, I'm gonna go look. I feel like they. Do you think that? It. How would you feel if they released an unlimited Everfest like just all of a sudden? <laughs> um, you know what? Not the worst, and I'll tell you why. Because Everfest cards are like even like Majestics are very uh, like they've gone up in price. Like uh, Swing Bigs, like mm-hmm. sixteen dollars. This rounds on me is, right? is up there too. Rain Razors, all these cards that were like. You know, like two or three, five dollar majestics are like you know triple in price now. So if they did come out with unlimited, that would help to make those cards more obtainable. But it would be pretty funny mm-hmm. just to be like, all right, yeah, there's this unlimited that we always K- talked about. Pants. Yeah, just kind of random at that point, right? Yeah. But but on on to your point as well, like Everfest is probably my favorite expansion set out of out of the three, right? Um, well, let's give it time. 
Because I remember a lot of people were complaining at with Everfest after it got opened like a, a ton. That's like ah, Everfest was kind of boring. Introduced Starvo would have would have you know missed. But now yeah, people lost a lot of value. People lost a lot of value off of the Starvo, right? It did. It oh, did. God, I lost like yeah. yeah so it was a two hundred dollar card. Now it's a fifty dollar card. So let's see what happens with Dynasty. We'll give it a little time. We already know Everfest does have something above Dynasty, and that it has been confirmed that they messed up with Dynasty. Uh, Surgical Extraction oh, was uh, less printed than it should have been. Regicide was the one that should have been less printed, and Surgical Extraction more printed, but that you know got swapped for whatever happened. I don't know. So Everfest does have that over Dynasty, as in that it seems like everything was printed the way it should have been oh. with Everfest. So we'll see. We'll see how. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, I, I, I just love Everfest design. I think mm-hmm. that it really hit a good mark. Um, you know, just coming right mm-hmm. after Tales of Aria, I loved that they they introduced the first Marvels, right, with the uh, yeah, yeah, with Starvo, and yeah. then all of the Majestics just feel really strong in that set, right? A lot now, of strong Majestics. Given that you know, let's let's not let's not forget they did miss the mark on. Mechanologist and I believe Brute in that set. Tebow they came just... out for Mechanologist. Yeah, and they also had that item too. Yeah, but Pulse Wave Harpoon. That's true. That was a much bigger thing, right? Like, bigger. yeah, that thing's crazy. That's the, the... Okay, I think, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's I mean, look, Brute swing big, great for swing big. Yeah, Brute got swing big. I, you, you I know mean, what? And they got that. There's a rare. This too, is what I'll say about Everfist. Potions were annoying to get. And you got yes. it every time. Every Absolutely, time. I, I do think that after the majestic, gen, uh, after the generic majestics, I think that the generics just fall off in that in that regard. So, um, you know, there were some people that tried to like make some of those work, like Talisman of Tides mm-hmm. and, and stuff like <laughs> that, right? But days, yeah, yeah, we don't see that card being played anymore, though. You know, so now this is on this is on LSS and you, James White. If you just gave us our alchemist, we'd be praising Everfest even oh. higher. True, <laughs> but, true. <laughs> but we'll have to wait until we get our alchemist. Oh yeah, boy. Yeah. So yeah, just kind of like an interesting thing with the uh, with Everfest being like kind of a part of the conversation lately. So kind of curious what what they're gonna do there. But um, overall, yeah, thought thought the set was great, and uh, yeah, I thought it was a very good flavor. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm stoked for history pack two. I like that it's called black label, <laughs> mm-hmm. so you know you're getting black borders. Um, and I don't believe we even get an English one this time. And um, the reason I, I think mean, that's good. Yeah, yeah, it, it it makes sense. And just if you didn't know, the reason is is because at this point in the game. Uh, there had there was a much uh, greater distribution, and there is a very good chance that you were able to get these English cards um, at this point because we're we're past the Arcane Rising, we're past uh, Wolf of the Raven, we're past Crucible. We're into the point where the game was really starting to pick up, and where it's really starting to get more players. And uh, these sets you can still go out and get today. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think that they they cut off Monarch quite yet. Maybe they did, but I know people have a ton of Monarch. Uh, Tales of Aria is still out there. Uh, Everfest, yeah, like 
So these these booster packs for English are still available, still very obtainable, and you can still get legendaries that aren't non-foil. So you can actually have a better chance of just picking up the regular boxes. And, and from what I understand, in the in the European market in general, there really is only like one distributor who, mm. who controls like a lot of the uh, the card game supply, right? So it's like if they're if oh, they've wow, got the Yu-Gi-Oh, the Pokemon, and you know all this other stuff, you know, like there there is a bit of a funnel on the flesh and blood product so so having an opportunity for more product to penetrate that that european market mm-hmm. will only help the game grow and and give those people that that didn't have the chance to to collect then to to have that opportunity right. now so yeah this game is worldwide for sure um and it, it definitely shows especially with worlds um yeah all right well let's move on to the last little bit of information none none too big here just want to get what you guys think about the new february armory kit coming up um the, the yeah the pulse wave harpoon is the play mat uh for the people's champ and then and, and that art is so sick it's really cool like mm-hmm. once you like look at it it's just like you're seeing this combat happen it, it looks great it looks really sweet oh yeah i just love the coloring on it as well they did a really good job they it hits yeah. the mark it's gonna look so it's all the right points that you want right and especially when it's foiled those called the colors just <laughs> this game does very good at foiling that's for sure just kiss there's <laughs> so much more rich now I'll, i'm gonna so you know good. what i haven't complained yet so i'm gonna complain right now all right Ooh, okay i am so- tired of the second play mat that gets played and it's like the the royal drone room we have had this playmat as the second playmat for the last three months this has been the whole dynasty thing i have two of these things i don't want a third one i don't want a chance to win a third one i i just i'm tired of seeing the art i want just if it was two pulse wave harpoon mats fine i'm cool with that i just don't want that art anymore (laughs) That's my yeah, maybe they they overprinted that mat, maybe. They, you know what? There was a lot of printing issues with Dynasty. It wouldn't surprise me. Something happened. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think to your point, you know, people do kind of want that that rarity factor. And mm-hmm. uh, when mm-hmm. when a mat kind of gets overplayed a little bit, that it does become a concern. But but speaking of a mat being overplayed, you know, this is the first time I've seen it. So I'm curious in your thoughts, your initial thoughts oh, yeah. here. But yeah. With the the Auckland calling that's happening um, here, actually uh, coming up, right? Mm-hmm. They actually announced mm-hmm. that they're going to be releasing the Sigil of Solace playmat again. Yeah. And from what from what I understand, that mat was only really released in like the the real early seasons, and that that you know the the whole country was cut off at that time anyway. So like not a lot of people got that mat, so it was quite rare. But now it's coming back, so this is the first time that we're seeing a mat get replayed at a higher level event as well. Yeah, if I see that mat, that just tells me you're a New Zealander or you bought it from a New Zealander at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like it's cool, and I I would love to get that mat. Uh, but yeah, it seems like it seems like it's it's uh, native to the island of New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, kind of interesting. I'm I'm curious how many more they have left because like it does feel like. As far as, like, the games involved, like, when they burn promos, I'm, like, all for that, right? Because it's, like, that's on you if you overburn promos. Like, I feel like that's kind of a, a relatively cheap avenue, right? But when you when you burn a playmat, like, 
Yeah. That's probably not good for the environment. <laughs> no, right, yeah, you guys send that to the tire pit, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I do think that like getting getting these used out of these playmats and and having people that have access to them, right? I think that's a good thing. Now, um, do, I wish that it was released at a, at a different calling event. Um, however, um, seeing seeing these mats get recirculated is is probably a good thing. I think. Yeah, yeah, like I. I think there is, you know, when it comes to certain, like, events, like Worlds or Nationals or Pro Tour, those let those playmats, you know, be exclusive, right? Let those playmats be, you know, one in a lifetime type deal. But when it comes to, like, callings and whatnot, like, a cool playmat's a cool playmat. Um, and especially when it comes to, like, an event where it's, like, a calling in one part of the world has the playmats and so then they're calling in another part of the world uh totally different playmats it's like you'll never be able to have that chance to get you know all the playmats you might want or whatnot so i'm okay so much with the reprinting of playmats just as a just as a player standpoint because i want to play on something that's cool um and i'm not collecting playmats mm. i i think when we're collecting most people go after the cards so yeah, I used to be one of those people that just kind of like held on to my playmats a little bit more, like my pearls, right? Just clutching on them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, I do think that, um, you know, these signals that we've been getting a little bit more is kind of like, hey, you know, not everything should be collectible. And like, you know, at a certain point, like you are kind of hoarding it away from other people that really want those kind of things. So, um, I mean, like we've been getting a couple newer players coming in lately. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like the biggest question that they have is like, well, how do I get a playmat? I was like, well, you got to win. That's actually the first thing that I think you want as a new I, That was the first thing I wanted as a new player. I was like, I need a mat with those squares. I need a mat that shows it's a flesh and blood mat. And yeah, so it's I, cool. I got it from Jonathan. That was our first mat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I don't even remember what mat now. <laughs> it was the Tree of Corsham one. The Corsham, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You won the nice. event, but we opened up the Spellbound Creepers. And we did a trade plus some other stuff. And that was our first play. Yeah, we we held that playmat high and proud. I just think it's so funny because, like, you don't have Spellbound Creepers because of that as well. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, that was, uh, man, that was such a good time. That's a throwback. Yep, yep. No, it's, well, it's. That's the thing. It's like it is. It's it's one of the reasons why I think it was such a good time is because it's actually pretty fun to be a new player in this game. And I think the biggest thing that I noticed with this game, and you know, going back to this playmat, with them reprinting playmats for the benefit of the players, is I truly feel LSS listens to the players, or at least cares about the players' feedbacks more than like mm-hmm. you know some of the other card games that I played. And so when you're a new player and you kind of get that feeling, it's a great time. It's a great time. Um, mm-hmm. Even now, playing this game for, I don't know, a year and a half, maybe two years, I, I can't remember, since Monarch, um, I'm still very much enjoying it. I still very much believe that LSS is, like, listening. Yeah, we're still in our honeymoon phase. Like. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, you know, we have our, longest... our fights here and there, but... You know, overall, it's it's a great time. It's a good. This is the longest honeymoon I've ever had. Like, <laughs> it's awesome, right? Yeah, and definitely. and like, awesome. like I don't know, man. Like 
the this next pre-release for for outsiders is going to be so hype, right? You got Dude. six oh heroes. Gabe, like, you just opened up a new store. I'm sorry, Jonathan. I, oh I, no, no, I, no, no, no! I'm so I'm excited though for this part. Kills. So it's it's Sneep, right? It's it's got to be called yeah, yeah. Of course, oh, yeah, of course, course. it's Sneep, 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 baby, yeah, Sneep, Sneep gaming. gaming. So Gabe opened up a new shop, Sneep Gaming. He ran an armory. Uh, what was it last mm-hmm. Wednesday, Thursday? Yeah, uh, Friday. Friday. That's Friday. Friday. So two days ago. Competes with F and M. I love Dude. it. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, runs an armory. And how many people did you get? So we had 10 people, and then there's two other people hanging out that they just weren't playing. So just watching, 10, but... 10 people in the middle of nowhere, Montana. All new mm-hmm. people. Like, this game is is definitely on the rise, and I gotta imagine that fuck, that uh, pre-release is gonna be so hype. It's gonna be so sick. Um, I mean, like, I know the Magic FNM didn't even fire that game, so... <laughs> it's good news, boys. Flesh <laughs> Blood take it over Montana. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was sweet. All new people, they're all really stoked on the game. Got them all into it. Every, the energy was just so high. It's, it's a great time to be playing that. some Flesh and Blood. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. All right. Well, I think that kind of covers it. I, I I guess I'll say this real quick. Spider Bite being the cold flow coming up. I know, that's what I was so Yeah, you're so, okay, well, tell me about it. You get, to, you get to compare. We're, I know. We were talking about this last time. I was like, where's my other yeah. Spider Bite? Now, now you get it. your spider bite, get some regicide uh, posters, which that's pretty cool. Yeah, dude, hang it up in my yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. Just look at it. Is the, uh, the regicide poster the normal art, or is it the... Uh, uh, I wish like, uh, it was the midnight. It's the normal. That'd be cool. Yeah. You know what? Maybe have, have one three cards. normal, one midnight. You know what I mean? That would have been, been good. Oh. Yeah, that's like one of the oh, cards that I haven't gotten yet is the the blackout promo. Like, man... Mm-hmm. Staxwell has three. It's insane. Yeah, dude. dude he won, right. well, one was raffled, but he won two of them. Holy cow. Yeah, it was a good week for him. Crazy That's, sure. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, I remember you saying that, that Staxwell was really, you know, hitting up the events and doing well during that <laughs> that offseason time. So I'm glad that, you know, he was able to capitalize on it. Right? Yeah, yeah, he was rewarded for it for sure. Oh, I guess I want to say this. I haven't mentioned this. I won my ProQuest at Reno, but... I, don't, I was going to say talk about the accolades the boys did. Yeah, um, we had three guys yeah, on the one, team. One. Three yeah. guys on this team mm-hmm. that got it. So it was great. Um, our our goal foils were... I got the Braveforge... Or not Braveforge. I wish it was Braveforge. Brave, I got the uh, Bullseye's <laughs> Bracers. Um, I think that's an excellent card. Especially, like... Every Ranger plays it, right? Now, here's, here's my fear. My honest fear. Is that Outsiders is going to have a new Ranger legendary equipment, and I gotta imagine it's going to be the arms. I hope it's the chest though. We've been waiting for like a quiver, but like that, a, you know, a quiver would be dope, absolutely. But um, and if it's a, if it's a new arms, my, the value of my gold is extremely down. It will still be played because it is AB, so it's still still good. You know, speaking to that, I'm kind of curious if they're going to give like. Like Riptide, his own legendary to like help him enable traps a little bit better. I think I think New Horizons will help with that, and and to go to that point, I think that's why it's one of the legendaries getting printed. Although it's probably every legendary from Tales of Iris getting reprinted in history pack. But yeah, and it, New Horizon is also the most expensive legendary as well, which is, is like 
That's so interesting. Where it's like a hero so that people see see those rangers coming. They know people know. Mm-hmm. It's such a beautiful card too. It, oh, I mean, it, the, the art so is awesome. Great. I with the ProQuest um, poster for this uh, this ProQuest here with it being New Horizons, I had to get it. This is did you yeah, get it? I did. I did. Nice. I saw one up on the market the other day. We were trying to get that for Eric. So I was talking no, about. I, I had to get it. I got it. So I was very very happy about yeah. that. Um, but yeah, our, our other gold foils were uh, Maxwell, or as you guys probably would know him, Staxwell, got the Achilles Accelerator, um, mm-hmm. which he then sold unknowingly to another team member of ours. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> it was so funny. I remember like having that conversation. I'm like, oh, I'm glad he sold it to Brandon. Like, out of all the people, and he's like, how did you know I sold it to Brandon? <laughs> Wait, it's he's funny because our... I went to. Brandon's place, and I, I stayed with him over the weekend, um, and we like played at Sacramento Reno. But when I got to his place, we went to the mailbox, and I got to see <laughs> the same Achilles Center opened up again. That's great. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh god, so it's full so circle. Funny. Yeah, it was a full circle. It's great. Um, and then um, Jeremy Sai on our team, he won his. Um, and got the Rosetta Thorn. So we all got great hits. That's no duds here. Yeah, I think that as far as like uh, heroes and their cards, like I, I feel like we all got cards that had good agency to those heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, the only card that I feel like I'm like actually disappointed with uh, during the Gold Foil season would probably be Bone Vizier. Yeah, yeah. They're, I'm the like people that have them are making the arguments like. Never been in cold foil. I disagree. I'm, I'm with the boys. But, the cold yeah, foil. It's just that one doesn't get played. Not even in I'll, Blitz. I'll take that over that Frost one. I would take the Frost one because I honestly think the Frost one looks better mm. in cold foil. Nah, dude, that thing looks wild looking. That face with the mask or whatever. <laughs> Super cool. I'm on the bone busier plan. Alright, well, you could be the only one, but... <laughs> I'll just buy them Alright, so Gabe is buying Bone Vizier. Yeah, yeah he's he's buying them out. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir, For yes, those sir. ridiculous prices I've seen them be put at. Oh, yeah, they are put at way yeah. too much, I will say that. Yeah, no, it was scary opening up this goal for it because it was like, there's a lot of duds this season. Bone Vizier, Code of Frost, uh, Vest of the First Fist, some big duds, big duds, so... Feels nice when you get the good ones, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank the Lord. Yeah. Well, I think we talked about just everything under the sun. How y'all feeling? Uh, I need to get on a flight because uh, I heard that someone's cooking burgers in Vegas. Hey, hey, so, hey, yeah, come oh, on over. <laughs> I bet you can get on for like fifty-four dollars round trip. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. So one final point that I want to make: LSS, hurry up and announce the Vegas event. I hope yeah, they have a Vegas on. event this year. Come on. Yeah, we, there's, okay, so I'm starting to think, and I'm, it saddens me to think this, but I'm starting to think, unlike Tales of Aria, unlike Uprising, we're not going to get a world premiere event for Outsiders. It just, it feels like they would have said something by now. Now, last time, they gave us like a month or two. Like, in mm-hmm. advance, which isn't anything in advance, really. You really want minimum three months. Um, they said they got better with that. And they have. They have in certain areas, for sure. So that's why it makes me think it might not happen. I'm getting a little bummed out by that. because I Well, yeah. and just, I know we're kind of, we're having, this is this podcast is a Texas goodbye, because we're just, you know, 
keep hitting up these topics. But um, from what I understand, um, if, if you look at the the competitive schedule and just major events, um, they're all hosted by SCGCon. Um, I'm not sure if the uh, Channel Fireball contract, if that um, changed because of the TCG player buyout or whether that just ended. Um, but right. that could possibly be some of the reasoning why we're not seeing um, you no, know, that's, more that's events being announced this, yeah. this year. So hopefully, hopefully LSS can put themselves in a position where we can start seeing those events be hosted by either Channel Fireball or TCG Player in the future. But yeah, um, we definitely want that for sure because SCG Con has like traditionally been in the East Coast, you know, going about as far as Dallas, but that's about as far as it goes, and then Channel Fireball traditionally in the West Coast. So for Vegas, it would it was almost always Channel Fireball. Um, that's not to say SCG uh, Star City Games has never done one over there, and it, that it can't. But it just seems that that's kind of they prefer more in the East Coast, which is probably why we are getting the Pro Tour in Baltimore. Um, I mean, there's so many other reasons, I'm sure, but it, it's again on the East Coast, closer to SCG home. Um, so yeah, it, it is interesting to think that that might you and you really might be onto something there that that might just be the reason why we haven't seen something in Vegas yet because there's every year there has been a Vegas event. Um, and so, yeah, that might be it. Might be on the yeah. there. And, and maybe getting ahead of ourselves here just a little bit. Um, but, you know, what would we do without that, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. This is a speculation podcast for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's what we do. Um, so, like, if Worlds isn't held internationally, which I, I think it probably will be um, this year, um, mm-hmm. I, I really do hope that, that that event gets held in Vegas, if it gets held in the U.S., yeah, no, it, it's just like, like you know, it, at the very least, have the next big United States event be mm-hmm. in Vegas because you've had it near New York. That makes sense. You know, New York City, very, very popular tourist area. Oh, yeah. um, Easy you know, I get I get the Baltimore. That's you're next to D.C. You're next to like Smithsonian. There's so many other things you could do in that area. Attractions. But let's be honest, like. That's not as known as like Vegas, right? Vegas is like known worldwide, you know. Um, well, just the cost of the trip to get there. It's, it's one of the cheaper one of the ones spots. to get to. Um, Vegas is just like a, the city, like a tourist, you know, attraction for sure. Like, oh yeah, it was meant. For, it was meant. Yeah, for I need to see yeah. my loved ones. So basically, Eric and Cheyenne. Yeah, 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 <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. and Saxwell. too. We are a tourist I trap. <laughs> Yes. Um, but yeah. Oh, so, have you ever heard of Monty's Steakhouse? By the way, Monty's Steakhouse. No, no. Apparently, they have like the best mac and cheese ever. It's in Vegas. You know what? <laughs> Maybe I'll have to figure. You know what? Next when time. you come over, we'll go to Monty's Steakhouse. I don't mind you and Stacks scouting a little bit though. Make sure <laughs> okay. that it's good. So, um, because if it is that good, you guys would come back for seconds. That's true. That's absolutely true. That's In which true. case, you know, rounds on me. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so, um, I mean, I really want there to be a Vegas event. Again, like, I'm already looking at food places, like, to go right. eat with y'all. So, it's like, a great city. Yeah, we got we got to make this happen. Come on, says If it's not for the outside world premiere event, then ha- let's get a calling out here. Let's just get one more event out here. Mm-hmm. James, I am not afraid to beg. 
<laughs> Please. Honestly, and the other thing is, I want another team event. Or I want a new event, like Commoner. I want, I want to play a team event. I want yes. to play a team event. Yeah, team let's, event. Get, let's get something, something new out there. Uh, let's just, you know... Get away from the classic structure, the blitz. Let's get a new one out there. Those are so much fun. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, How many, I think um, we talked you, about everything yeah. under the sun and more. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how you feeling, Gabe? Do, do we we address everything on your mind? I got one more okay. question. What we got? No, how many how many boys can we fit at your house? We could. I mean, that's a question off camera. <laughs> Wait, can we can we stack them on top of each like other? Ten plus. <laughs> Plus. You know what? I could can probably move this car like in the garage and we fit even more. <laughs> we get some bunk beds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Voice, but, oh, awesome. Now I'm content. Cool. All right. Well, thanks to all who have managed to come all the way to this very end. There's so many times you could have left, and I wouldn't have blamed you, but you, you made it here, and I appreciate <laughs> that. Um. <laughs> uh, you know what? Our, our viewer counts, I say this every time, but it's still true. Our viewer counts keep going up, both on Spotify and YouTube in. So we're stoked to have you guys listening to us. We are going to get a little bit better than this last few weeks. Like I said, the ProQuest happened, but we're mm-hmm. going to get back on schedule. Uh, and we're looking to get a new guest in for the next one. So stick around, stay tuned. But until then, thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, Gabe. And thank you, guys. Keep on fabbing, and we'll see you in the next one.